Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. This is episode 59 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and this is day three of the Studio Business Cleanse. Hey there, welcome back to the Studio Business Cleanse Challenge. Every day this week, I'm giving you specific tasks and thinking points that you can use to improve your studio for a new year. So if you have a new term or a new year starting in September, this is the perfect time for you. And you can grab your cleanse workbook to look at these daily tasks in more detail and work through all of the things we're discussing at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash cleanse. You can then go back and listen to the previous two days if you didn't catch them already. And if you are, I have been following along so far, then I really hope you're enjoying it. Today we're going to be looking at your superpower. Very exciting. So your superpower can be called different things. The more dry, boring version of this in business courses, certainly in my business classes in college, was your USP, your unique selling proposition. They're not exactly the same thing, but it's getting at the same idea. What is it that makes you different? And in the Studio Business Reboot course, which is inside the video library in the Vibrant Music Teaching membership site, I call this the UPST, and I won't tell you what that's an abbreviation for, but members will know, they'll be in on that. I'm going to call it your superpower because I think that's more fun, and it does convey what we're after, which is what makes you special. So there's a few different ways to think about this, but I want you to start from the visualization, which I got from Danny Thompson, who in turn got it from someone else, one of the big name marketers out there can't remember which one off the top of my head right now, but he talks about what people would say about you on the way home. In other words, they came to your studio for a visit, for a tour or an interview, and they get back in their car after the meeting and they're driving home. What would they say about you? Imagine the two parents, mom and dad in the car and maybe kiddo in the back seat. What would they be saying about your studio? What would make them excited about it? And what would you want them to say? So this is about what you stand for as a teacher, really. And I want you to think about three words, and you can fill these in in your workbook, which you've got from vibrantmusicteaching.com slash cleanse. 
can fill those in as you go. I want you to write down three words that you would want them to say about you. Don't think about what you think they really would say for now. I want you to write down three words that you want them to say. And those words should not be nice or kind or friendly. They should be more specific than that, more interesting than that. Think superpowers, right? It's not about just things that every other piano teacher in town would call to mind. It's about specific things for you. So write down three words that you would love people to say about you. And then the next section of the workbook, you're going to write down three things that you think they really would say. This is where you get a bit bit more honest. Not that it's not honest to talk about what you want them to say, but this is where you sort of face reality. What would they really be saying? What would the students be saying after they left your studio? Would they say, you know, she seems... I love the games. Would they say, what would they say about you? And what would the parents say? Considering it from both angles is important, unless you teach adults, of course. So first of all, what would you want them to say? And then what would each of them say? The students and the parents, what would you guess their conversations would be? And for this, you can literally imagine students who joined your studio and imagine them after their first meeting and what they're saying in the car on the way home or when they get home and they're chatting to the other parent about what it was like. What are they going to say? And then the last set of three that you need to fill in is your three feelings. And this isn't so much after the first interview, this is after any lesson. So what three things do you want your students to feel every time they leave your studio? And I'll tell you one of mine. The one that I'm going to tell you is competent. I want my students to leave feeling like they can do it, like they got this, like they know where they're going. So I want them to feel competent. But remember, I'm not going to tell you my other two, and remember that you only have three. So most of us want our students to feel competent, as an example. But unless it's going in your top three, then don't write it down, right? I really want you to restrict yourself to three feelings. Because when we focus in on specifics and narrow down our focus, we're much more likely to achieve those things. It doesn't mean there won't be side benefits. It doesn't mean you won't do other things and your students won't feel other positive feelings when they leave your studio. But having a focus of three can make a huge difference to your clarity around what you want to do in your lessons and what you want to do at the end of the lessons and the communication that you want to have with your students. So you've got three ideal words, three actual words from the students and from the parents, and then three feelings after every lesson. And then I want you to think about what makes you, you. What makes you different? So this is the real superpower factor. Now, what makes you different depends largely on what's around you and on the way you frame things. So I'm going to give you some examples. First of all, What makes you different might be a focus on technique, but I don't want you to write that down if you're just like, oh yeah, I care about technique. No, 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 that's not a superpower. Technique is a superpower if you have specialist technique training or if you just feel like that's what makes you stand out in the area. That other teachers, yeah, they kind of teach technique, but you really go in depth with it and it's your main focus and it's your number one priority, especially in the early years, right? So if that's how you feel, then maybe technique is your superpower. 
maybe it's preschoolers. Preschoolers are one of my superpowers. I have several courses in BMT Library about teaching preschoolers and tons of resources for them because it's something I specialize in. I'm really good at connecting with tiny little ones and guiding their learning in a way that's developmentally appropriate. And hardly anyone in Dublin teaches students that are that young. And if they do, they normally don't really specialize in it. They're just having a go. Nothing wrong with having a go, but they're not differentiating their teaching for that age group. That's really what I mean. And that's one of the things that makes my studio special. And I do get a lot of young beginner students that come to me because I'm the only one doing it, right? What about improvisation? Maybe that's your superpower. Maybe you include it in every lesson and it's one of your core focuses of your studio. Or maybe it's that your students get to compose. Or that you play games. Or maybe your superpower has to do with exams. And it could go either way in this case. It could be that you do exams and your students achieve great results. Or it could be that you don't do exams. So again, this depends on your area and the people around you. Because if everyone is doing exams then you getting good results for your students in their exams is not a superpower. Unless you're the only studio in town where your students consistently get distinctions. Right? So it has to be different. It has to be special. And there is something about your studio that's special. No matter how much you think you're normal or average, you're not. Something about you is different. You just have to find and uncover what it is. And once you do uncover what it is, once you go through the worksheet for today and the exercises for day three and uncover your superpower, it's going to affect how you market your studio and how you present yourself and the events that you do in your studio. So that's what we're going to look at tomorrow in day four of the cleanse. I hope you enjoyed day three and you've been enjoying the challenge so far. Once again, you can get the worksheets by going to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash cleanse. So go forth, find your superpower, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. One quick final reminder that you can get your workbook and you want to grab it at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash cleanse right now so that you can follow along on this journey. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.